Fist, to you all, another disgustingly good week has been had over in the PGHQ. Not only have we crafted wonderful things, but we managed to reach out and talk to Squeenix about hopefully putting together a wonderful little collab roundtable, something or other, about the amazing ultimate that just took place and has now been defeated by some amazing, amazing players around the FF14 community. Their very own world first race for one of the, I think I'd celebrate is the most difficult fight they've ever put forward with twists and turns and time travel and choices to make as to how to proceed on the fight. It's been an extraordinary week. We've smashed out all the Heaven's Ward extremes. I have met my best extreme yet in Shinryu which has been an extraordinary experience as we're now working through those and having great fun and every day finding brand new wonderful things to have fun with. It's been an amazing week. Super, super fun. And we're going to round it up, of course, with some drama time. Some drama time from around the world. And for our new viewers, what is drama time? Simple, really. You probably bump into some all sorts of weirdos while you're online gaming. Uh, when you're roaming around Limsa or Ogrimmar or wherever it might be that you decide to hang out, you bump into all sorts of strange ones. They invite you to free companies and guilds and they tell you of all the wondrous things they promise. Nothing but dreams and celebrations await you if you should accept that invite. And then you find them weirdos, the creepers, the strangers, the ones that may turn your life upside down in a way you didn't think possible in an internet world. But it happens. And let me share those stories, not just for our entertainment, but also as a warning. A warning that must be served to everybody else out there in the world to watch out for those red flags that go rising above the horizon. So if you have a story like that and you want to share it with us, you can do that at drama at preachgaming.com via the email super machine. Or you can even go to our website, uh, preachgaming.com, and you can submit it there. And it will arrive in front of my eyes, and we can share and regale each other with these stories. And one of them that I've been given here is Cocaine Santa Claus, an FF14 nightmare involving Lalafels. Actually kind of excited. <laughs> Actually kind of excited. But before that, we need to do some learning. That's right. We don't just come here for smiles. We come to do some learning. That's what it's all about. A bit of learning to get ourselves ready for the weekend because that, that makes us smurter people, right? So noted at, on standby. So last week we had a very, very cool story about the ghost of the wetlands. Uh, a very old man in his retirement who found it nothing but a joy to be die from very scary crocodiles uh, and then roam around the wetlands as a ghost trying to torment the living. Uh, and actually found hours and hours and hours of entertainment doing thus that. But we were interested in how powerful this man was IRL. Uh, he was described by our author as a diebat. And he had the authority over his family where he could decide if you should quit your job. You could decide all kinds of things. Sell your house and move and all sorts of stuff. Which terrified the remainder of the family when uh, Arthur kind of goofed but didn't goof was being very polite but it didn't matter uh and ultimately had to apologize and do all kinds of things and so we tried googling it we did our best to do some learning all by our damn selves and it didn't work out uh but our author has followed up with some explanation preacher this is not a story i just wanted to give you some info about the die bat system since you were trying to find it out during the show 
So here we go. Some noteds ready. Daibat is part of a formal family structure you'll find in all of the big Cantonese expat communities around the world. Mostly in Team Australia, Team USA, and of course, the beloved moose-loving country of Canada. I understand it didn't survive the one-child policy in China, but it can still be found in that there Hong Kong. I know about it because my wife is a Dai Mo, the female equivalent. Oh, shit. Dai means biggest, bat means father, and mo means mother. So your wife's a big cheese. You become a Dai Bat or a Dai Mo by being chosen by the previous Dai Bat or Dai Mo, godfather style. We knew my wife had the gig when her Dai Bat, her grandfather, invited her to mediate in family disputes on her behalf, telling the participants that she spoke with his authority. Oh, shit. When Daibat left everything to my wife in his will, it became official. Everyone in the extended family of 200 plus people began addressing my wife as Daimo, including her parents. She sent around photos so they could update their household shrines. Shrine? The household shrine. Sent, sent around photos to update the household shrine. That's a bit scary. The privileges of the Daibat explained in the story are 100% accurate. In addition, though, Daibat or Daimo is the executor and sole beneficiary of everybody's will. There are some exceptions if you die married. When you die, your possessions pass directly to Daibat or Daimo who will spend 20% on a solid gold statue they will keep in their house and display at family events. The rest of the inheritance they will distribute among the family as appropriate. It's all very formal, isn't it? My wife has a stack of these golden statues in our spare bedroom, like an Oscar awards ceremony. <laughs> I tell you, they are no. They are. It is not a, not able to sell them, and they're a total pain in the ass. <laughs> Just this fucking collection of gold statues. They must be worth a fortune as well if they're solid gold, right? The ability to name children is a big deal. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, they were allowed to de name children. They were allowed to name your children. There are blessed names and there are cursed names. When my wife was small, she had an uncle who married a woman against Daibat's wishes. Apparently, this woman was from a family that was partly Japanese, Lagasp. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Daibat named their first child the worst cursed name of all, Rainbow. What's up with Rainbow? Oh, you might be asking, why is Rainbow a cursed name? Well, <laughs> oh, my God. Because in our culture... Oh, this is really dark, actually. Any guesses? Rainbow is bad. It is actually bad. Yeah. Does anybody know? <laughs> anybody, if anybody can guess why Rainbow is an awful name, it's really dark. It's like woefully, woefully, painfully dark. Uh, no, okay. It, it, this is why. Because rainbows are very pretty, but they don't last long. That's fucking frosty. That's that's frosty. That's frosty as shit, dude. That's that's some cold ass shit. 
And sure enough, and sorry to say, Little Rainbow did not make it. Oh, God. Oh, so you name them when at conception or when you're aware of it? That's really dark. Damn. After losing Rainbow, Naughty Uncle divorced the bad woman and married someone more appropriate to Dybat's wishes. The next child's name was roughly translated to English was Happy Favorite and has grown up to be a vet. Success. Hmm. 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 I hope you found this little uh, learning learning experience interesting. Uh, I did find it interesting. It kind of sounds shit, though. <laughs> not to shit on a culture, but not for me. Let me put it that way. Let me put it that way. Not for me. I will pass. Uh, I will pass on that situation. Uh, if that's okay with you, I will uh, not do that. That's, that's not my favorite thing. Okay. Cocaine Santa. <clears throat> Cocaine Santa. Uh, Eladel. Our wonderful website supporters. Salty. Lovely name. Cunning. Omu Hound. Ghoul's Gold. Okay. Those are the names for this. Okay. <clears throat> Max is bad at video games in their culture. Uh, I imagine I would be the diebat, honestly. But I wouldn't go, like, naming horrible names. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would I would imagine I'm diebat. Now that I think about it, I'm probably diebat. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Ahoy, preacher! And the lovely Methuselah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I told a story a very long time ago called In Hospital But Raid, though, and I would like to once again thank you for reading my tale. I felt like at the end of the last story, everyone was kind of concerned about me. I even had a few of your viewers track me down just to message me their good wishes, and I thought your viewers were really super sweet. Stalkers. You fucking stalkers. You're stalkers. That's what you are. You stalkers. Hunting people down. But... I do have another tale to show you. And I want you to listen to this one because it will show you that things are generally looking up for me. And while this tale isn't as ridiculous or long as my last, I had a few friends tell me recently that I should write in. Plus, you've said lately you want more FF14 stories. I want stories from everywhere. I really do. Because it, the idea that the craziness of people is limited to like World of Warcraft or even FF14 is pretty ridiculous. So, allow me to present you the Cocaine Santa Claus. My story begins on the night of New Year's Eve. You didn't put the year. Maybe we could work it out. Which I had planned to spend in my room, grinding and gathering an FF14. Salu, my friend. Salu. New Year's Eve, what are we doing? Professions. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're doing professions and we're grinding. I've never been the most festive person. So this wasn't a bad, things to, a bad thing to me. Rather, I prefer it over having to awkwardly spend time with my brother who hates me. Jesus, have you got no other choices? It's FF14 or your brother on New Year's Eve? That's it? Make more choices. That's the strat. Trust. My plans to spend my night alone were thwarted, however. Oh, no. By my best friend. She encouraged me to actually get involved with our free company. Wait, are you in the crawlers? 
Is this about the New Year's Eve party we had? Because that party was fucking sick. And if you shit all over our party, I'm not going to be happy. And despite my shyness, yes, even in game, I joined their voice channel and started talking with everyone while we all played our separate games. We spent quite a lot of time joking around and enjoying each other's company as the night went on before one member of my free company, Eladel, suddenly began sharing their screen. Oh, no. Their Catgirl character was repeatedly trying to get into a player house in Mist. After exchanging a few questions, we all learned she was trying to get into a nightclub. I had heard of nightclubs existing, but I'd never been to one myself. Never actually seen what goes on inside that entire other world of which I am not invited. <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, I'd... <laughs> the clubs I've been to are not that bad. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure there are really degenerate clubs. I'm sure they exist. I've not been to them. You'll have to see Rich Campbell about that. I watched Eldel scream with bated breath. Could I take a peek behind the curtain? Could I see what actually goes on in these places? It took her a solid five minutes of constantly trying to enter the full housing plot before the loading screen hit. And in she was going. And that's when the true magic began. I had little to no expectations. So seeing so many people all in one place, it started to blow my mind. And each and every one of them had the RP tag. Even as a Limsa, Laminsa degenerate, that tag was rare on my server. So the sheer fact that all these people were here role-playing was insane to me. I tried to do a rough headcount as Eladel explored the building, and there must have been around 200 people stuffed shoulder to shoulder dancing. The first floor of the club consisted of a small drink stand manned by a rather dapper-looking Ellison. This is the only time in my life I will ever compliment those ugly fucks Ellison. Wow. <laughs> I agree, though. <laughs> I agree. They're not good. <laughs> Based. <laughs> And a very large dance floor, stuffed to the brim with people in skimpy glams. Shocking. Terrible. The second floor of the club looked over the first floor with a parapet, and yet more of it was covered with people waving light sticks through the air, along with a booth where the club's DJ stood. I was astonished. I was absolutely amazed, and I watched in awe as Eladel found side rooms to this club, including a fully equipped bathroom. And this is where my night went from wow to oh my god this could have been our party i'm i'm very aware this could very much have been it wasn't even our party it was the party we attended though eladel entered a bathroom stall and began repeatedly using an emote which caused her and cat girl to squat and make a pained expression over the toilet I'd like to say to you all listening to this right now that I've not seen this yet. One of our housing competition winners was a library full of toilets stuffed with people. <sighs> I have witnessed this and it was a winner. It was a winner. Or in other words, it was the next level mythic plus 25 role play. That I hadn't ever heard of constipation role play. <laughs> Myself and Eldel's other viewers began laughing as a string of five separate people entered the same stall as her and did various slash shy or slash sorry emotes and quickly ran out. 
before whispering Eladel an apology for walking in on her by mistake. <laughs> One person, however, showed concern, asked if she was okay, and she began replying in character about her troubles with the restroom. Bex, where is this going? If this turns into a giant shit all over the toilets, I'm not going to be happy. This went back and forth far more than I care to recount here. But after this little roleplay moment was concluded, I witnessed Eladel leave the stall and conduct yet another form of RP I had not known of. And washing RP. I don't know why, but this is what drove me over the edge. The fact that she was so into it. So immersed in it. It made me realize I need to get a taste for this life myself. Wait, 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 wait. Pop the brakes. You're telling me that looking at a constipated cat girl who then washed her hands is what got you into roleplay? That's what it was. It wasn't the magnificent plays like the crawlers put on for us last week. It wasn't all the people at partying and having a good time in a nightclub. What drove you over the edge was a constipated cat girl and washing the hands. That was the one that you were like, I need to be a part of this. Okay, sure. <clears throat> I got over there. Moments later, I found the club. I entered it after about five minutes, and I also logged into the DJ's Twitch stream, which featured a super wholesome old man and his wife dancing around an RGB turntable while DJing, along with a live feed of people in the club. Yeah, true. After some searching, I found the old man from Bex. Can we all take a moment to laugh at Bex's little joke? Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. <coughs> Thank you, Bex, for a wonderful picture of me strapped to an old man body. Appreciate it. That's fantastic. Thank you, Bex. <laughs> After I took the plunge, my girlfriend and several other members of the free company also came along. Your girlfriend's coming? Did you tell her about the constipation, RP? <laughs> You've got to come. There's a constipated girl washing her hands. Did you, did, you, did you tell her? You have to come to the party. <laughs> I, can I can imagine my conversation with Emma being somewhat different. Uh, if I told her that she had to get here right now, it's full on. I can, I can imagine my wife not being too happy with that conversation. After I arrived, I began dancing on the main floor with all the rest of my free company while chatting. And something about the environment enhanced the whole experience. As much as you see videos of nightclubs, actually being there is night and day. True, and we will be hosting a party when the data center travel is coming. Just to let you know, it's in the cards. For those of you who want parties, we will be hosting a party when we can actually do the data set of travel. I have a feeling we might crash uh, the Imperium, Imperium, but it, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good we might crash the server but we'll see as we're take as we're talking however i noticed an interesting figure running about the club enter into the tail salty a lala felon man dressed in nothing but a santa hat and a large fluffy beard running around the club not just asking but demanding slash pets from people oh that's not allowed don't pet the lala fells it's not allowed that's against club rules Mm -mm 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 -mm. No touching the Lalafells. No touching the Lalafells. Uh-uh. My free company and I quickly took notice of the naked Santa Claus Lalafell running around the club and encouraged each other to stay away and pretend he doesn't exist. Smart. 
You can get yourself very easily banned from nightclubs for doing that. Whilst, of course, still laughing at what he was doing. But I, of course, couldn't miss an opportunity to see it out. I actively encouraged Salty's antics. Joining in, and I started demanding pets from people too. This did double duty to help me farm my pet counter add-on that all Lalafells are contractually obligated to have. There's a pet... Is this a true thing? Is there a pet counter plugin for Lalafells? This is a real thing. You have it, Bex? You're on 2k now? <clears throat> Good. 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 I'm on 1.6k. <laughs> Good. Good. That's That's good to know. Of course, Salty and I naturally began talking after this. And after I gave him some pats, he curiously opened a trade window and placed some coke in the trade window. Okay, for our non-FF14 players, there's an item called coke in the game. It's crafting material, and you will get it at nightclubs because ha 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 ha. You will also get rubbers and purified coke if you're uh, an esteemed MVP. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes on. <clears throat> now, I will be honest with you, this made me back the fuck up. To the uninitiated, this trash item is a universal stand-in for cocaine in the FF14 RP community. So this little naked Santa Claus quickly transformed from a meme into, my eyes, a very serious drug dealer. That was where it was pushing my RP boundaries. <laughs> Constipation is fine. Cocaine on the dance floor is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> this is where my line is. We've all got a line. The constipation's fine. The cocaine is a step too far. That's that's where we gotta stop. I honestly wasn't ready for the forbidden drug roleplay. I had barely gotten the hang of dancing or ordering drinks at the bar, which is well good if you've never been to an RP nightclub. Ordering drinks is the best. This was legitimately a serious next step for me to take all in one night. <laughs> this is too much. I didn't know how much to pay him. <laughs> how much does it cost? I love that you're like an actual person IRL buying drugs for the first time. Like you're buying your first like tenth of weed. How much is it? The guy's like, it's like three quid, bro. <laughs> Here's 50 quid and don't tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to even pay him. He reassured me, though. The first one's on the house. And if you give me a few more head pats, we'll call it square. <sighs> That's how they get you. At home, on New Year's Eve, sat in my chair, I felt uncomfortable. But I couldn't help but click accept. This is really cute. Immediately after the trade was completed, I physically ran back to the safety of my free company to start dancing. <laughs> oh, You think you're going to get in trouble? <laughs> you think you're going to get in trouble? Are they going to come and get you? <laughs> no, no drugs in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a naughty boy. The night became more chill. 
as New Year quickly approached. And with quite a lot of fanfare from the live DJ, a countdown was started from 10, both on stream and in game. And when it hit zero, the DJ screamed for everyone to spam as many spells as they could to celebrate the New Year. I was never one for fireworks, but seeing 20 or so earthly stars pop all at once, it was beautiful. It is. It is. It's quite the sight. If you didn't watch our New Year's party, we welcomed the New Year in five times across uh, Europe. I think we went from we went from like Japan to the UK. Uh, there was a lot of New Year's. Let's skip forward half an hour then. Most people have begun to leave the club at this point. The DJ packed up his things and ended the stream. And yet, my New Year hadn't come yet. I'm an American playing in the European data centers, so I still had a solid four to five hours before I could welcome in the brand new year. And so I was, once again, left with little to do. It was then that I met another Lala Felon man. This time, with black hair and a very fancy suit. He was going around the bar area slash sweeping. Oh god, it's Braggart. Oh no. And, troublemaker that I am, I decided I'll join in and help him clean up and started doing some sweeping. And as my free company and all started to go to bed, I worked together with this Lalafell, Ghoul's Gold, to clean the nightclub. I swept across from him for a short time before he whispered me, saying that you're just sweeping the dust back towards my area. <laughs> and I'm making it take longer. <laughs> I felt embarrassed that I had fucked up something as simple as sweeping and apologized before running off to sweep elsewhere. You are down the rabbit hole, aren't you, son? Yeah, you're down the rabbit hole at this point. You are not only immersed, but you're like in. You are fully in. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's in. <clears throat> every 20 seconds or so, I would take a step forward as I swept, ensuring that I got every last corner. As we got to the bathroom, Ghouls Gold and I did the most high-stakes death roll of our lives to decide who would clean the toilets. I know what happened in there from the elite constipation roleplay of earlier, and the last thing I wanted to do was have to clean up that mess. Unfortunately, luck frowned on me. I would be the one to take this bullet. And when I was done, I came out of the bathroom to see Ghouls Gold collapsed on one of the club's couches from heatstroke. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Luckily, I was prepared for this moment. I had several potions in my bag that I could use for this moment of roleplay. So I went over to the bar area, emoted to mimic grabbing something, and came back with a water bottle, which was in reality one of the expensive potions I had crafted for raiding. Thankfully, it worked a treat, and with the rest, and with rest and a short chat, Ghoul's Gold was feeling refreshed and as good as new. As we spoke, Ghoul's Gold invited me to yet another nightclub. He said they too needed our cleaning services and that he actively role-played as a cleaning agency for the nightclubs when they close. You're known in the community. <laughs> You're known in the community for turning up to nightclubs to clean them up. Dude, you, you don't know how far the rabbit hole goes, man. He gets a phone call. He needs a cleaning operation. Call the cleaners. Oh, God. Braggart's out of a job. Honestly, this was so much fun that I leapt at the chance to go and clean up another nightclub excitedly. I had unlocked a new heroic form of roleplay, the cleaning RP. 
As a small aside, Mike, I would just like to remind people that the majority of roleplay jobs, like security, bartenders, dancers, are meant to enhance the club experience. However, and I freely admit this, being a nightclub's janitor makes zero sense. <laughs> it does add to the aesthetic. To be fair, to be fair, it does, as, as somebody who's experienced that being surrounded by several janitors... Uh, it does very much add to the experience is to see people cleaning up, especially if someone's RPing like vomiting in the corner, which was my first FF14 nightclub experience, is as the night went on, people were getting like drunk and sick and then seeing the janitors cleaning up and stuff. It was, it's, it adds to the atmosphere quite a bit. <clears throat> the only time we'd be working is after the parties were done. Thus, we had no audience, and so it was definitely RP for the sake of us having fun and for nobody else. But I went along nonetheless, and it led me to Louis Soir's Goblet, a true hive of scum and villainy. I actually had to do a quest as I had never unlocked the goblet before. Fucking noob. So Ghoul's Gold went far ahead of me, and I lost them for a moment. This club was different. It was set out differently, and I entered to see a coat check area immediately. As my glamour contained a pink rebel coat, I figured it would be appropriate to change into a new glam, and I was left with the choice to turn down a, turn down a left or right hallway. Figuring they had the same area, I went to the right gang, and after following it for a few seconds, I came across a curious sight. I have been to this nightclub. I know this one. I know this nightclub. I have been here. This was my first party. You guys remember? You were there too. Yeah, this was our... I think this was our first nightclub visit was this place. The black and red one. With the VIP area on the right-hand side. With the coat check area in the front. Yeah, okay. It's good. Stream backs me up on this. <clears throat> I think this was our... Unless this is something that's just got some similar setup. I think, I think I've been here. But uh, I came across a curious sight. There was a hot tub sectioned off in a little VIP area, VIP area filled with uh, filled with stalls and talls wearing swimsuits and stuff. I nervously decided when in Rome and approached. Despite the club supposedly having been cu uh, closed, the VIP hot tub area was very much alive. A cat boy named Cunning was the first to speak to me. This time he slashed say. <sighs> Ooh, fresh meat. Come and hop in. My brain instantly set alarm bells ringing. Big red lights were flashing around, and I figured, this is what ERP is. This is going to be an ERP thing. And I don't want that. I did not want to cross that line. I had already done drugs and found myself a new career as a janitor. ERP was not what I wanted. So I turned away. Yet, almost reading my mind, he whispered me out of character. This isn't a ERP thing. Just so you know. Come back. Come on. Come on. I promise you, it's not an ERP thing. It's not an ERP thing. <clears throat> I 
He then whispered me again. We're just chilling in the hot tub. It's been a long night. We're just chilling. His attempts to reassure me were somewhat overshadowed by other people's slash say messages from other parts of the club, featuring such memorable lines as, Mike, please read this in an uwu voice. No. No. <clears throat> I will not. <clears throat> slash emo bows down before your meaty tower. Uh, <clears throat> slash emo begins to purr and paw at your pantsy oo-woons. Oo-woonsies? Oh, pantsy wansies. Ugh. <clears throat> Gross. <clears throat> pantsy wansies. There you go. Pantsy wansies. Yeah, I couldn't even read it. Let me let me write let me put this in the chat so you guys and you'll see it on the screen as well. This is how this is spelled. Uh so as you can imagine why the uwu voice was not employed for this moment. <laughs> pantsy uwu ansies. Yeah, pantsy uwu ansies. Hmm. Ignoring this obvious red flag about what was probably going on in the remainder of the club, maybe it wasn't going on in the VIP area. So I swap glams to my tasteful swimsuit that you obviously had on standby. Even I don't have a swimsuit on standby. You have a swimsuit on standby. All right. Let's just fucking clear this up for a minute, Mr. Innocence. Right. Mr. Oh, I've never seen Coke in the game before. You immediately had an emergency swimsuit on standby. Let's just be fucking clear. I don't have a swimsuit. I absolutely don't. And I jumped into the hot tub for a while and started a little chat with our cat boy, Cunning. It was then that another cat boy, <laughs> of course it's the cat boys, Omuhound entered the hot tub area. And after he did, I quickly learned of the next ascension of roleplay, drunk drowning roleplay. That was our latest pie. He relaxed in the hot tub while saying, I love the hot thub, over and over. Cunning and I asked him if he was okay, to which he just repeated, hot thub. Love the hot thub. Over and over like a Pokemon. We let him be until his head went under the water and we sprung into action and yelled at him to get out of the hot tub. No hot thub, he questioned. You need a break from the hot tub, I replied. But he didn't budge. It took me nagging him several times. No hot tub, I'm sorry, no hot tub. It felt like an episode of Dora the Explorer and after enough nagging, he finally had to sit outside the hot tub and I told him I was going to get him some water and everybody's favorite cure-all for hangovers, bread. <laughs> now, I still had more potions from before, but I didn't have any bread to trade him. So I needed to go and seek out the staff of the venue and ask to order some bread. <laughs> I, I love how this is just snowballing. So what... Excuse me, though, Mr. Arthur. If I may be so bold, when are you going to start cleaning up, motherfucker? You're here to do a job, son. Right? And so far, you've turned up to work, took all your clothes off, and jumped in a hot tub. So why don't you get your goddamn arse in gear and get to fucking work? Lazy. For some reason, I was surprised to see there was actually a whole other nightclub there. It took me several minutes, and though I didn't find the bar, I did find Goose Gold, who was willing to help me out, show me around the nightclub. After showing me to the bar, though, and then he pointed at the secret ERP rooms where people were definitely ERPing. I could see some of it in slash say. He, he followed... Okay, I don't think I have been to that nightclub. The nightclub I'm thinking of did not have private ERP rooms in it. It was just an open 
dance floor downstairs, if I remember right. It did not have a private ERP area. <clears throat> it didn't. It, it did. <laughs> not that you could see. Or maybe I couldn't see them. It was my first time there. But there was, I definitely didn't. It did. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> Following back to the hot tub. Where we found Cunning and Omuhan talking. In the meantime, in the time I was gone, they too had become kindred spirits. And from then on, they followed each other like glue. I gave Omuhan the drink and the bread and decided to vibe in the hot tub with Ghoul's Gold. He was telling me about how the bartender at the club was talking to him earlier and that Ghoul's Gold would be in charge of it once the last bartender left. Ghoul's Gold invited me to join him on this little adventure. I had basically given up any sense of shame at this point. See, that's what happened. <laughs> you should have just gone to... That's... <laughs> there it is. There it is. And I'm in. <laughs> and I'm in. Yeah, it's over. In my brain, at some point, it just said, fuck it. I'll bartend for what is clearly a sex club. Why not? It was at this point that something unexpected happened. As we're sitting in the hot tub together, Ghoul's Gold suddenly changed his glamour. I stared in stunning silence as he proceeded to don a Christmas hat and fluffy beard as the rest of his clothes disappeared. I learned that Ghoul's Gold, the dapper Lalafella man that I actually thought was kind of cool, turned out to be Salty, the drug dealer. He stood up, opened a trade window, and gave me more cocaine. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. So I just accepted the trade and said I looked forward to our bartending shift together. After that, he stunned me yet again by sending me an image link that contained a concept matrix screeny, a modded pose screenshot. A concept matrix screeny. What's that? I don't know what that is. I feel like I should know what that is. It seems like it's an FF concept matrix screeny. It's a posing mod? Okay. Yeah? Okay, so it's a it's like a model editor. Chris uses this add-on. This is the one for porn, right? It can be. Okay. <laughs> but we don't use it for that, to be clear. Okay, okay. So it's it's like a, a model viewer type thing where you can mess around with the background and stuff. Okay. <clears throat> it shows... He said he'd been working on... <laughs> he said this is what he'd been working on while we were in the hot tub. And it showed my Lalafell in a highly suggestive position, kneeling in front of his Lalafell. Now, some of you might think this is a red flag. Yep. I mean, this isn't a red flag. This is the entire Soviet army. But... As I did mention to you earlier, at this point, my brain was saying, fuck it. <laughs> so what I thought, whatever, and just ignored it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because it is a red flag. So let's go forward half an hour. Let's, why not? <laughs> I was led by Salty into one of the VIP areas. And behind a little curtain that I hadn't noticed before going through... I was led into a back room behind the bar where I met with the last bartender who last bartender whose shift was finishing. 
He gave me some pointers on how to actually bartend and traded me a massive amount of various foodstuffs and drinks, meaning my expensive potions would be safe for the rest of the night. And under his watchful eye, Salty and I were trained in the proper method of being a roleplay bartender, of asking people what drinks they wanted, giving them the drink. And after about three minutes of this, Salty got bored and logged off. <laughs> This isn't porn at all. This is garbage. This isn't pornography. Oh, what a bummer. And so there I was, left alone with the responsibility to keep this club's populace well hydrated. I had to do it now. I was now the only bartender. I honestly took to my new job very quickly. And it didn't take long for me to start adding little steps to my repertoire of giving people drinks. I would slash wave, slash welcome, slash beckon people over to sit, ask them what they'd like, and I'd suggest drinks if they wanted recommendations. Then I'd turn around, slash consider in front of the row of drinks, use an emote to grab one, then turn around, jump back on top of the counter, because as a Lalafell, I couldn't reach over the counter, obviously. Then hand over and give them what they'd ordered. I quickly learned to slash handover before opening the trade window, since you can't actually emote while a trade window is active, dumbasses. And I didn't want to risk breaking immersion. And if nobody was there ordering drinks, I would sweep the counter and behind the counter. Or if someone asked me for a cocktail I didn't recognize, I would use slash tombstone to pull out a phone and look it up. <laughs> Once I got the hang of everything, I began chatting with my patrons quite a bit and accruing some decent tips, actually. While a lot of people only tipped a few hundred gil, some people would regularly take a liking to the performance I put on and would give me over a hundred thousand gil. I tip about 10k, usually. If it's uh, somebody roleplays quite a lot, it's, uh, it's worth 10k. And I would profusely thank them. I also tended to take notes of the big spenders and engage with them more because cash money, baby. Cash money. If you've never done it, and if you got, get to go to a nightclub or come to the next party we have, I'm serious. It's not an ERP thing. Can't stress that enough. Uh, watch what the bartenders do. It's so fucking cool. It's really awesome. Like, they, they do, like, uh, if you get, like, um, at the last one we went to, if you had the mega nuclear drink, they, like, mega flared behind the bar and did all sorts of weird shit. It was good. Some folks asked for special made-up drinks. The one I remember most was something called the Catnip Blue. <laughs> I don't know the canon law for this drink, but I figured I would ad-lib that it was a local Makote delicacy. Hence why a Lamincen Lalafelon girl like me wouldn't have ever heard of it. Which they thought was a brilliant little backstory to what I was doing. And word spread of this made-up drink. Suddenly, I had a lot more Makote patrons asking me to make their local delicacy. This included Cunning, who wanted to order drinks for himself and several of his friends he met there. He said he'd be back later, and he was. <laughs> Cunning came to order drinks from me no fewer than six times, eventually finding a favorite of my many made-up drinks and learning of their stories. He role-played being more drunk each time, and he showered me in tips and compliments. At the peak of it was becoming legitimately hard to keep track of all the people ordering drinks from me. <laughs> All the while, I had an internal clock keeping track of when I last swept and was becoming worried that my bar was getting messed up as I was working too hard. This is a fucking rabbit hole you went down this night, is it not? This is a journey you went on. I had also learned through cunning that this club's DJ and staff had gone to bed quite some time ago, and he was trying his best to keep the party going. He told me I was also a decently large part of why the atmosphere was still rocking and rolling, as having a bartender there made the environment feel complete. Slowly, the number of new faces at my bar did slow down. 
and people would come just to sit and talk to me. The roleplay was still fun, and it felt really nice to just have time to finish sweeping the bar area. Cunning came back one last time, and I began pouring his favorite again before he told me to stop. He's had enough, and he just wanted some food. Going into the back, I got him some animal crackers, and he graciously thanked me. He told me about what happened in the rest of the club while I was bartending. He told me that he had gotten four different couples to ERP, including Omu Hound, but that he himself couldn't find anybody who wanted to ERP with him. And the reason that nobody wanted to ERP with his cat boy, his ears were too short. It's always something, man. It's always something. People are picky. People are picky. Small ears. No, I quite cared. Oh, God. Did you roleplay with this guy? <laughs> X. Now, I quite cared about Cunning at this point. And I couldn't bear to see him sad. So I tried to reassure him. Mate. 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 Your ears aren't that bad. They are. Just look at them. Cunning took off his hat, revealing his ears for the first time. They're like little boy ears, he said. Mate, they look normal to me. Besides, you know, just because you've got short ears doesn't make you less of a man, does it, little man? Eh? Hey, buddy? Doesn't, does it? I've seen loads of Makote guys with ears bigger, both longer and shorter than yours. They're all fine. And you know, I was shy of my ears once. I think they're too long for a Lalafell. But I know it doesn't make me any less of a potato. You're just saying that, aren't you? Cunning sobbed. No. No, I'm not. I mean it. I really mean it. You shouldn't try and hide your ears. They're good ears. And they're part of you. They're lovely. He paused for a moment before quietly opening a trade window. And he gave me one million gil. Fuck yeah, I thought IRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you, he, he role-played back at me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> After finishing my mythic ear, pro mythic ear prog, I decided to take a break. I sat my character inside the VIP area, VIP area and used the forbidden cheat engine slash sleep emote. <gasps> What's this? The forbidden cheat engine slash sleep emote to rest on the couch. Vas is das. Vas is das. Forbidden cheat engine. Oh, F14. It lets you sleep in any location, according to Chris. You dirty, dirty plug-in user. I bet you skipped the story. Fucker. After coming back a few minutes later, I returned to the bar. And as a new year was arriving for me, IRL, I quietly popped open a Realm Reborn Red and danced a little bit at the counter to celebrate. It was then... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It was then that a cat girl who had been sitting AFK at the bar for several hours whispered me, thanking me for role-playing so intricately and saying that she really enjoyed watching my performance. And it made her New Year's Eve so much better than just drinking alone in her room. And honestly, I felt that. This was so, so much better than I had planned to spend my New Year's. And it's so far been the best New Year's Eve party of my life. 
The cat girl made it even better by giving me two and a half million gil. Cha-ching! Insisting fervently that I deserved it for making her night. I will admit, I didn't try to reject it that hard because that was a lot of fucking gil to me. Poor, fucking poor. And I kind of really wanted it. So I graciously accepted it. I stood around for a little longer after that. But Cunning had left and the party left with him. So now that it was a ghost town, I went and took a couple of screenshots around the club before returning to coat check, re-equipping my coat glam and walking off the goblet's night. You didn't clean up? Wait, 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 wait. You didn't sweep up afterwards? You just left. He just fucking left. He didn't clean up afterwards. That's next shift's problem. You don't... Look, man, I managed a nightclub. You clean up that night. You do not clean up the next day. It's so much worse. So much worse. You clean up that night. Preacher, thank you for reading my little story. Through this experience, I fell in love with roleplay. And even tried to get into more serious roleplay, but was rejected because my character's out-of-character name wasn't lore-appropriate for a Lalafell. <laughs> You're not allowed to roleplay if your name's not lore-appropriate? What the fuck? So left out from the, I got left out of that community. I started playing D&D instead to get my roleplay fixed. But every once in a while, every once in a little while, I consider going back to try and find a nightclub to roleplay at once again. But sadly, I don't have the connections. You do now. I can hook you up, brother. I need to actually be the one behind the counter again, which is where I really want to be. Talk to Bex. She knows people. Bex is on the inside. Unfortunately, though... Oh, never mind. Unfortunately for my Final Fantasy XIV gameplay, I found the raiding in Endwalker isn't fun for me. And so the, the game has failed to grip me much beyond RP. And so... I have returned to World of Warcraft retail. And while I've gotten my mythic roleplay clears in, I still crave a little bit of glory in raiding. And maybe a cutting edge one day, even if I'm now guildless. Skillless <laughs> and gearless. If anything exciting happens, I'll be sure to let you know. And I hope the story of my nightclub experience was able to entertain you a little bit. And I hope you all have a lovely, amazing, wonderful day. So thank you all. But yes, if you want to see some of the screenies I took around the nightclub after the people left, here you are. Oh, God. Sorry the lighting is bad. I hadn't learned about how to do shaders and whatnot. So they're all really dark. The legendary hot tub. Okay. Your glam's kind of not doing it for me, you know? Is this your bartender glam? Oh, you legitimately can't reach the drinks. Wow. You legitimately can't reach the drinks. That's kind of sad. Cute, though. Yeah, cute. For our audio listeners, uh, it's a Lalfell with little red and black shorts on. Yeah. Not Braggart confirmed. I agree. Actually, not Braggart. Yeah. There's uh, no janitor outfit or nothing. Thank you, social reading. I love you guys. PPS, if anyone in Chaos needs a Lalafella girl to bartend for them, hit me up. And sorry for being a cheeky bitch. Uh, genuinely, uh, we can put you in contact with people who recruit bartenders. Legitimately, we can do that. Yes, we can. Uh, we, have, we have quite a few connections in the nightclub scene now for when we run our parties and DJs and things like that. Same nightclub. Uh, oh, shit. Is it the same nightclub? Hold, 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 hold. 
Oh, it actually is. Yeah, you guys aren't even memeing. That is actually the nightclub. That's legitimately... Yeah, join the crawlers. If you're in chaos, get in the crawlers. Uh, that can get you in. This is... Yeah, it's, it's actually the same nightclub we were in. Yeah, this is this was my first... I think it was our first one, right? This is our first ever party. Did you ever think you'd be acting as a middleman for roleplay? I will act as a middleman for anybody who's looking to have legitimate fun. If I can, I will. I don't care what it's about. If you want to have fun in a video game, I'll help you out if I can. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah, the one in October, right? It was my first... Yeah, the Black Sapphire. I think that's what it was called. The Black Sapphire, for sure. Amazing stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings to the end of drama for today. There's another story in the wings that we will get to called The Clown Fiesta, <laughs> which we'll get to. It's a short one, but it's awesome, uh, which we'll get to next time. But it's the end of our day. It's been a long old day. We've saved the world. We did all stuff. Arthur's cleared ultimate. GG's, man. Another one down. Another one down. So hopefully, now it's... Uh, I'll make sure you check out the ultimate video. Arthur's cleared. Congratulations to him. Is he still live right now? Because uh, we can throw a raid over to him to celebrate. I think so. That'll be good. But other than that, I will be back on Monday. He cried. I'm not surprised. That was an effort. So I'm going to throw a raid over to Arthur's to spread the goodwill, share the trolley uh, with him, and I will be back with you as soon as I possibly can be, ladies and gentlemen, which at the latest will be Monday. So... Have fun. Have a great weekend. Uh, shot at our drama time. Nope. It's uh, just gone five o'clock. It's usually finished. I think we started like five, five minutes late or something. Spread our love. And I'll see you in a bit. Bye, guys.